My name is LJ Moraes. I'm the host and creator of Black Lives Natter, a new UK podcast and platform for black voices to be heard. Today in the studio, we have with us Omar Austin, actor, writer, spoken word artist, and now BLN Live resident. He chats creativity, drama school, spirituality, stardom versus the craft, and on being a positive role model for young people. Come join us for a natter. Hey, Omar. Hi, man. How you doing? I could say welcome to Black Lives Natter, but you're already part, part of, of Black Lives Natter. part of the furniture. Definitely part of the furniture. The table, the chair, <laughs> <laughs> the bowl, the cup, yeah, man. the knife and fork. Yeah, man. Um, let's just do a little introduction. So Omar, Omar Austin, actor. Yeah, actor. Writer. Poet, writer. Poet, spoken word artist. Spoken word artist. Uh, 27... Uh, from Southall, um, yeah, man, I've been around for a, for a little bit of time, um, and I suppose it's just about like pushing things forward now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. So Omar performed um, for the very first BLN Live. Mm, it mm, was mm. our launch for Black Lives Matter mm. podcast. Mm. Um, and BLN Live, which is a platform for um, emerging uh, black British talent. Mm. And you performed at that our very first Black Lives Matter show. Yeah, and that was incredible. And you were incredible. Thank and you. off the back of that, uh, you performed along with Amaziah Rose. But off the back of that, I was like, come and be a BLN Live resident. Yeah, man. And, um, and let's grow this shit. Yeah, man. Proud, so, proud to so be here a, we are. a resident. You are a resident and we're going to talk about like um, your work and what you've been doing. We're going to talk about the um, Black Lives Matter collaboration that we've got going on. And we're going to have a chance to hear Black Ties, uh, an amazing spoken word piece by yourself. Yeah, man, I okay. call that the anthem. Listen up. That's the yeah, anthem. it's powerful. It's powerful. <laughs> so let's talk. So we both basically met, uh, me and Omar. I work at the Bush Theatre as a duty manager. That's yeah. my muggle job. And um, and somehow we just started having a conversation over the box office and we started talking about stuff like social media and how that was toxic. Yep. And then I started talking about the work that I was doing. And then you were like, I'm an actor. I'm a spoken word artist. I'd love to come and perform. Yep. And just by that very, very small meeting, we were like totally inspired by each other. And I was like, yeah, I'm putting you on this stage. And you just it was Honestly, like um, my son was at the performance, so was my daughter. My son loves your work, like your energy, the Thank stuff you, that you man. brought. Thank you, like your work is really powerful. So, what brought you into um, spoken word and um, poetry? Um, was it hip hop that brought you there? Uh, a mixture of things, I think, really. Like, I started, so I went to the Brit school, and um, yeah, I, like, I, I was doing theatre there. But um, I just started writing plays, started writing plays um, that I didn't think were like great, but they still had some sort of like substance. Uh, so, yeah, I started writing plays and then inside of the plays became like there were like quite a lot of like monologues and those kind of things there. And then I suppose inside of the monologues, I just found, I don't know, some sort of some sort of calling towards the more poetic side of it. Mm. Uh, I've always kind of been fascinated by music, like I can sing a little bit and and those kind of things there. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm great or anything like that. I would <laughs> say I'm just like a little average singer or whatever. But um, I think from there, I've always been swayed and I've always been like, I suppose, in tune with rhyme. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and there's something about rhyme for me which just like I don't know adds a certain element or emphasis on whatever it is that you want to say or portray um, you see what I did there um, but um, <laughs> you were rhyming you know what I mean I was, I, was, I, was, I was with it on the freestyle <laughs> thing. I was with it on the freestyle thing. but um, yeah I just started just started writing plays and inside the plays became monologues and then I went to a writer's group. So I went to the Soho Theatre writer's group mm -hmm. uh, for young people, which was really cool for me. Uh, and then, yeah, just just started, like, just started finding my way through poetry, man. Um, I had a little blog that no one really, like, took in, that no one really took on. <laughs> Is was, that blog still going? Uh, I think so. I mean, I haven't <laughs> taken it down. I haven't taken it down. Right, so we can still find if that I, out there, if, people. Yeah, if I remember, it was called, like, Poets... Uh, no, not poets. Poems, words, and uh, reflection, or some something along those lines. I can't really remember the the names of it, but it was just like a series of of, uh, uh, of monologues, monologues, thoughts. Monologues. Yeah, monologues, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. And sometimes they were taken from my perspective, or they were taken from a sense of inspiration that I found in something else. Uh, and then, as I went to drama school, um, and where did you go to drama school? I went to Royal Welsh College um, in Cardiff. Uh, you went to Wales yeah that was that was mad difficult that was mad mad difficult my first year in particular was mad mad difficult where, um, where is it is it in Cardiff yeah Cardiff main city but it's not big Somali community yeah there is but uh, in, in a sort of like student capital you don't really see much of that so there was um, not much of a black presence in the in, Welsh in, yeah university. in Cardiff there, no there, there wasn't no to be perfectly honest like like yeah that, that didn't really exist um but it was at the time. It wasn't really something that I. What year was that? I kind of thought about. So I graduated in 2018. So I went there in 2015. Started there in 2015. Then graduated in 2018. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I had a great experience. Like it was. It was really good. But my first year in particular was actually quite tough. Like London's a very very different space to Cardiff. Mm -hmm. um, and then the types of things that you kind of conform yourself to. Um, in a sense of like going out or the places that you go out to and the music that's being played at these places and and those kind of those kind of things there like it it was a really kind of like strange experience for me mm. um, and then in my first year like, I had to leave early uh, I think I left in the term finished in December and I think I left uh, late November so I took like two weeks before the the term broke out or broke up because I just I just wasn't with it. I uh, wasn't with it anymore. Um, when you say you weren't with it, what did you? What was the reason that you left? Uh, just, just a whole load of things. I feel like I underestimated um, maybe the toxicity in and around what drama school would be in a sense mm. of people and expectations and and. Um, was any of that about race? Because there's been a lot of stuff that came up during the pandemic mm. where there were a number of drama schools that, mm. had, that school were having a really problematic in terms of how they were representing black people and how those black people felt like this wasn't the place for them. And this is this is a thing that crops up in theatre, mm. like um, mm. established theatre, commercial theatre. Is this a space for black voices? Are we heard? And, and, and drama schools are the establishment of the training for, mm, 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 for mm, theatre. Mm, mm. Do you feel like it was a place for you? Um, mixed feelings, to be honest. Like, really, really mixed feelings. Like, um, yeah, like, it, 
Like there were certain elements which were really good. Like my, my school wasn't like a central or a Rada or mm. a Lambda. Like I'll put that out there straight. Like my school, Royal Welsh, was a good school. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they were a good school, but you have to bear in mind that they're in Cardiff. So the demographic and all that kind of other stuff is like, it's not that they're oblivious to it because in my year, like they tried, like they really did try. Mm. And as I look back on things, like they, like, it's not that I experienced like huge elements of racism. If anything, it was like more slight. Whereas I've heard sort of things in in Central where it was a lot more open and, um, and lot those kind more of things explicit. there, and a lot more explicit and those kind of things there. Whereas with mine, I it kind might of been think though, implicit is is worse than explicit because you can't put your finger on it. Right? No, but so you can't go that was that was racism, and then there's the uh, there's a the measure of high hi, hiding underneath. And we do this thing where we go like I just have to say that this wasn't racist and this wasn't racist and this. Uh, however, this was your experience, and you're saying that you left a you know, a month or two early. Yeah, my um, first year, yeah. But I feel like part of, part of, part of the stuff that, is, that part of uh, racism um, in general is about challenging it. And one thing that, like, I've never been afraid, I'm, I wouldn't say, okay, afraid's not the right, maybe afraid's not the right word, but like, I don't I've think never it really, is. I don't think afraid I've, is not. I've never I really felt, it's... I've never really felt like that I can't question it because I'm quite like, I don't know, I'm quite like, ugh, I'm, I've got a lot in me. So if, if things weren't going my way in that kind of sense, I was always, I did challenge it. So there was something that happened in my first year where I was asked to play a character who was called uh, a monkey. Um, but in the, but in the, but in the, um, in the play, the character, um, he doesn't, like he just kind of like brushes it off. But then in the initial rehearsal, as soon as I heard it, I was kind of triggered. So I got up and I played, I played myself rather than the actual character. Mm. Um, and then I challenged my 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 drama teacher at the time um, as to why we're doing the play, you know, um, because at the end of the day, like, if it, what what am I learning here? I'm not mm. really learning much. I'm not really in a position of like strong roles or whatever else it is. Um, and then we kind of had a discussion about it, and then in the end, um, we found a different part of the play where I played a different character who had stronger intentions and those kind of things there. So like and not not everyone has the strength to do that. So yeah, 100%. That's like amazing for you to be able to do that and to be able to challenge um your teacher who's in a p- position of power, right? But you like, have you have to challenge like, it. And, you're, and I always you thought do, my, but many people don't feel like they're able to do that. I always thought that my teacher was open to it. Like I said like in the beginning like my school really tried like they really did try you know what I mean like again I'll go back to it it wasn't a central it wasn't a lambda it wasn't a rada like where they have those sort of like posh people in those those more privileged places mm. and I'm not saying my so when you were like when you were considering about where you were going to go to train when you found Wales did you go mm, did, did that could did, did it was funny I didn't really think about Wales I didn't I didn't really think about it at the time I just I just wanted a sense of independence because I need I felt like I needed that to kind of grow as a man um, so you mean you wanted to leave London? Yeah, I wanted you, to leave London. You wanted to separate yourself yeah, and go yeah, somewhere yeah. like say one hundred and twenty-five percent. Like I was in no no doubt about the fact that I needed to leave London because um, I, I, I I at the time when I was uh, how old was I? I was about twenty odd. I tried to get into drama school three times, but at the time when I got into drama school, I was twenty, and I just felt like I needed to get away from certain things that were in my environment like like <clears> I said I'm from Southall Southall if you know Southall Southall I know Southall Little India it's called and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, yeah. Southall like yeah, yeah. I've, I've been to Southall a couple of times it, it is it is India in um, 
in, in a nutshell, as yeah, it were. yeah, like, in South on, London. Like, honestly, like when, but that's like massively Asian, not black, right? Hundred um, percent. And inside of that, like, there's a lot. There, there was when I was younger, like a lot of like gang related and that kind of other stuff. Like I grew up around the corner from mm. an estate and those kind of things. There, my friends were doing this and my friends were doing that. And for so me, so you needed to take yourself, yeah, away. To, to pursue it properly. Do you know what I mean? And to really like take the headspace away. Like if I came, if I went to a drama school in London and stuff, like I just. I always, not feared, but I always just like, maybe my friend would be doing something like a party or something like that and that would maybe take yeah, a bit of precedence yeah. and all that kind of other stuff. And Do you think we need like a drama school that's like headed by black people? Is that something that would be um, a thing? Do you think that's, because there's been a lot of stuff about drama schools, RADA, Central. I don't know, because um, I went to num- Identity as well and like, I, like a lot of people have got mixed opinions on Identity and Identity is mainly uh, a black uh, drama school. It's ran by... Uh, mainly black people and I didn't know of this place I, I d- did that's I, where like John Boyega and the Malachi Kirby's and those oh, kind of things okay. that's where those people come from Teach, or have come from and like they, they're, they're doing really well and I'd like fantastically well and that's that's interesting amazing. that when you have the foundation of a, a, an institution that is founded in blackness that that gives you a platform to be able to fly yeah um i just i personally this this i personally just felt with identity like there was a lot more uh in a sense of like um money and those kind of things that they kind of needed and stuff like that i just mm. felt like it wasn't as accessible as it kind of should have been um and i get don't get me wrong i completely un- like i'm not knocking them at all but just from somewhat just in my personal experience i felt like it was uh, a thing about stardom rather than the craft and i've always been someone about the craft because at the end of the day the craft for me is uh apart from like God and stuff like one of the most important things if you are trying to immerse yourself in an art form you know the craft is everything and I felt yeah. like the idea of being a star and the fame and all that kind of other stuff was the thing that they were highlighting and at the end of the day it just wasn't for me no that's a caveat on the art that you've already yeah, done yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, a yeah. byproduct of the work that you've Literally, done like, and it should all, in my opinion at least it should always be about the art yeah yeah art I, first I, I everything after I, I, I wholeheartedly agree because like and also, like, that's where I found the fun. I found the fun in the fact of me sharing a space, a charged space with someone and what what happens in that space. I never found the idea of being a star fun. I, like, I, don't, I don't want to be rich and famous. It's just funny enough that it comes with the acting thing, but the acting thing is something that I really love to do. It's like, it's, it's a little bit like music, we could say a little bit, and the way music's kind of changed. Um, where I feel like music now is a lot about... Um, like a, a track that's going to sell straight away rather than um, a sort of like chapter, or not chapter, like a, like a book where like an album used to be back in the day, an album mm. used to be a book. Hi, I'm Omar Austin and you're listening to Black Lives Matter. Well, I was watching the Kanye bloody documentary. Amazing, amazing, and And amazing. one thing he said, because he was already a producer, and when he decided that he was going to put out his album, he was like, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need the money. I don't need anything. Yeah, so I get to put out the, the record, the album that I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't need to talk about this, this, and this, which is like, I mean, um, historically... Uh, been seen as black and maybe those are the only stories that are released by um a and r producers that aren't looking to um uphold black stories that aren't about drugs or stabbings or violence or do you know all but, of those things so that kanye was like i can put out the album but uh, it's funny that you even mentioned like kanye in that because when i look at kanye's kanye, changed kanye changed music 
because he Ch- did. Kanye changed rap music anyway and made it more soulful and like made it more gospel and those kind of things there where like back in the day like it, you had to be a rapper you I mean not a rapper you had to be like a a gangster, a gangster to, to be a rapper where Kanye came and changed and the whole look, body yeah absolutely the whole body of it all do you know what I mean when we look at Biggie right Biggie's mum was a teacher right Biggie was like middle class right and Biggie still had to uh, like he was still like following that stuff where he's talking about like how much money he's making and this is what because we're it's doing. sold it's, yeah, and, and it still sold. sells now but what, what we're talking about is um and there's not enough um, companies that are putting out like black work. They go, let's tell other stories that aren't this. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem. And I think I was trying to explain it to my son last night. I can't remember what, would the, what it was that I was saying. I said, look, if you have 100 producers of work and only five of those producers are creating stories of blackness and all those stories of blackness are about violence, errant fathers, drugs and stuff, and then the other 95% are white stories. It's not... It's, it, it doesn't tell all the stories. There's so many stories. 100%. And we have all of those stories in terms of whiteness. But why have we only got a certain section of story when it t- talks well, about blackness? Look, yes, we have errant fathers. So do, like, white uh, single parents. Yes, there's drugs. Yes, there's poverty. Yes, there's... But that's not the only story. Much in terms of queerness, right? So, like, ten years ago, every time you had a gay story, someone was dying of AIDS. Mm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's not the only story of queerness or of, of being a gay. And it's, like, it's not the only. And and I was trying to explain, because we to my son, we were talking about um, Django Unchained, which I love. But problems. It's a white man telling the story, and it's a white man. We know that there were black people who were foremans and were doing terrible things to their same black people. But when you only have a certain demographic in charge of the stories that are being told about black people, then it's problematic. And what I want to do, I think, with um, Black Lives Matter is change the narrative. Just touching on Django, like that's. That's very much like the American. Um, it's like an American. Um, that's that's kind of how they were kind of brought into the world. Like most African Americans, they were they were kind of brought up on that kind of same brushstroke. Whereas us in the UK, like we have so many different levels of blackness. Where you could be from Nigeria, Ghana, Jamaica, mm-hmm. like Grenada, and like that's the difference that kind of sets. I think the UK. UK's idea of blackness, apart from the Americans' idea of blackness, you know, is completely um, separate. And that's where, like, you have to bear in mind, like these these slave films are mainly like huge Hollywood films, you know, they're huge like American films. Whereas, like, us in the UK, I feel like we we don't really like dive into that idea of slavery unless it's Jamaican slaves or it's very very. It's, I think it's more, we're very. I think we're very distanced know? from slavery, and I think that's something that's been put into place. Um, because also the British were very distant, but slavery was happening in um, in the colonies. It was happening over in America. It's happening in the Caribbean. And actually, if if a slave came over from Jamaica with their slave master over to England, many of them escaped. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, "Don't have the same laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you later." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you had many people that were escaping. They were. Um, um, like chain gangs that were rounding up black people who oh, were free and mm. then put them back into slavery. Mm. And I think actually, let's, I, I really, I'm very excited to hear about, let's have some, let's have some stories about uh, what it means to be black and British 
and, and the slavery links to that. And, well, and well, also, let's not also also talk about William Wilberforce being the person that like freed uh, black, black well, people from slavery because that's not the story. Well, part of the problem are black people as well because there are some black people that hold the key and hold the gate to other black stories being told. And at the end of the day, they don't they don't perceive it as sellable or they don't believe that the new actor or the new writer is is plausible so they don't take the chance and sometimes it just takes that black gatekeeper this which is why we see the same black faces all the time you know on especially in the uk we see Mm. all the same black faces on on tv or or film because the gatekeeper is saying no this black person sells rather than the idea of a new black person coming to the fray and then allowing that black person then to and then kind of it, prosper and, and then, then it, it takes and then it, it takes like, like the, the, the like dominoes you yeah know what I mean? then it takes the black actor to go over to the states play a thingy and then come back and then be seen as, yeah, as and something that's and kind it's of like, like a sad idris part elba of our industry. Yeah. you know um you know, you know. but then we, we 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 talk every 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 black actor talks about idris elba like he's the only black actor that's about who's plausible when like I love Idris don't get me wrong I love Idris but like there are other black actors who are out there that just haven't be- had the same kind of like limelight and it, it took Idris ages to get his limelight you know he had to go to America got the wire and etc et the wire yeah but like it, even 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 personally like I believe and maybe it's a little bit like a like a soft pill to swallow a little bit but I just personally believe like someone like Idris um could open doors a little bit more for certain individuals. Like I like to believe that eventually, when I get to that level or whatever, that you'll be, you'll I be. Will, I will do things like walk into schools and set up workshops. Kind of things that Stormzy's kind of been doing, right? Well, for yeah, instance, like to, to to a certain degree, yeah. But like just at a more consistent level, because um, I believe that is the way forward. You know, it's about like in my local area like I want to be able to walk into a school where people know I I, I live down the road and all this kind of other stuff and I haven't moved out to the sticks and and those kind of things there I literally have just worked hard to get to where I want to get to but I live down the road Mm -hmm. and like not a lot of people have made it out of my community Um, this is the thing though people are brought up in communities and then they leave them yeah, and I understand why. Don't get me wrong. I, don't get me wrong. I understand why. Like it's it. Again, it, like I can never. I, I, one thing I never want to. I don't want to sound judgmental in this thing mm. at all because like I don't judge anyone for doing whatever they do, um, and I completely understand it because at the end of the day, the level of paparazzi and the UK media and all this kind of other stuff mm. like it gets on top, you know. Um, but it's not really like inspiring, you know. Like I. I always, when I was younger, it's funny, I didn't really like Southall too much. <laughs> didn't really like Southall too much when I was growing up and all this kind of other stuff. Okay. But, and I always like, yeah, I'm going to get out, I'm going to get out, I'm going to get out, I'm going to get out. But I feel like part of my purpose is to to be inside Southall, you know, and like walk uh, walk through the community and see, like, because there are black people in the, in, in the community of Southall. Let's just put um, it out there, Southall. No, there, there are, are there black are, there people are, there, in Southall. There are, there, are, there are plenty, you know. <laughs> there are, don't get me wrong, there are plenty. Um, pl- pl- plenty young kids as well. Mm. Uh, like the other day, I, um, there's a young kid who goes to my church. His name's uh, Essay. And uh, great footballer. Really, really short. He's in year, <laughs> he's in year eight. Really, really short. But um, I just went to go and support him um, and just go watch him play football and stuff like that. Mm. And then in the end, he, he, he lost in the quarterfinal and stuff. And then we just ended up having a chat for about an hour. But that's the type of thing that I 
I, I want to be doing, but as someone with a little bit more acclaim, I mean, it doesn't even matter if you have acclaim or not. I it's d- about it doesn't actually guiding, because I it's about how you guide the how you guide. Yeah, the and how you interact the, and how you can be the one person. I worked in education for a while, and um, one thing they said is like it just takes one person. Yeah, hundred one person to change 100%. one kid's life. So they might have all the shit going on, but it's just one person, just one person believing in that other one person can make a change. And actually, this brings us really neatly onto so Omar. Um, and I are collaborating on... um, It was interesting. We've got a number of shows lined up for BLN Live. (laughs) I was like, we've got one in July, we've got one in September, we've got one in December. I can't remember all the dates. And then then Omar was like, what about Black History Month? I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) So here we are. We've we've got a date on the 11th. We can't give away the venue. And and we've got another little date as well that's been offered a little... Only a 20-seater in a bookshop. But I think it's really important that we are going to... Yeah, it only happened yesterday. That's cool. So um, here we are about to curate a Black History Month event. And mm. this is how it's going to work. We're doing a casting and we want six, seven performers, five to ten minutes. They choose a black British um, uh, historical figure and then they curate their own piece around that. That could be song, film, it could be all of the stuff, yeah? Drag, whatever you want to do it, whatever medium you want to do it. Then we put all of those pieces together. And then what I want to do is narrate the story around those pieces. Mm -hmm. And that's our Black History Month. So there's a woman called Evelyn Dove. And I think um, Amazai is going to do her. She was 1930s. She was a cabaret uh, singer. But she was classically trained. But she couldn't get into the classical side. So she had to go down the cabaret and jazz route. She died in 1987. She was part of Black History uh, Walks. Evelyn Dubb, never heard of her. Same. First right? Heard of her, so what I want to do is find these, like, people that we've never... Because, obviously, we love Mary Seacole. Mary, we love you. But every every year you're rolled out for Black History Month like there aren't any other black people. Mm. Um, we love you, Mary, <laughs> and your special herbal <laughs> medicines. But let's talk about other black British people in history. And I think it's very important. And thank you also for going Black History Month. So me and you are going to curate that. That's great. And also Omar is working on, so we have a number of community outreach. We've got uh, BLN Write, which is the Black Women's Writers Group, which is happening in June. But next year we're going to be doing some community outreach. Mm, mm, um, mm. Um, BLN Youth. Mm, 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 um, and um, and one thing that I kind of really wanted to to incorporate with Black uh, BLN Youth is um, racism in education. Like, not spoken about mm. i've worked in education uh, a number of times it's never ended well um however one thing that i miss is the kids and the other thing that i found that w- was the kids go oh miss 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 this teacher's well racist yeah and stuff that they wouldn't say to anyone else you know and also not only just kids like teachers and mm, stuff mm, mm. let's talk about racism in education and that's one thing that I really want to do with you yeah and then they can do their own podcast they can do their own show we can get them like you know yeah let's talk about it so we've got like a load of really good things coming up for um for Black Lives Matter and I'm so glad to have you on board because you're like you're passionate you're very serious you know um which is okay (laughs) because i'm not quite as serious um but um yeah it's amazing and omar you know honestly it's 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 massive to have you on board so what have you got going what have you been doing and what have you got happening going forward apart from black lives matter um 
in general, uh, I've been volunteering at my church quite a lot. <laughs> so I've been doing that quite a lot. Um, whether that's the youth or whether that's setting up a pond or mm. whatever it is, whatever kind of the church needs at this moment in time, I'm I'm kind of there for. Because um, I, I recently just found my faith again. Um, and I think it's like mad important. Like I'm getting baptised next week and ah. looking forward to that. That should be really cool. Um, but in general, um, I did a play in Southend uh, about three weeks ago now, mm-hmm. which was about... Uh, a Grenadian family who had come uh, over from the Windrush, set up their own restaurant. Uh, it was like an immersive theatre piece where, like, they cool. got like a like a free course meal as well. Um, so I had to serve and then act and then serve and then act, which was <laughs> which was pretty pretty cool. Uh, and then today, just before the podcast, I did um, something for the community of Southwark, uh, where like kids got together. Uh, and they interviewed like pensioners from from the Soviet community, and then we, love they, that young people and old people yeah, came together. Honestly, that's beautiful. Like, and then what they what they came with, like they came with like a big play, um, like a verbatim piece, which mm. um, a woman called Helen Thomas uh, like pieced together. Um, and I just finished doing that, but um, yeah, in the in in the future, I'm just writing more stuff. Um, I've got a couple albums that are there. They're there. Yes, and we're gonna there. try and hook up like you and Leela because Leela's here yeah, listening. Yeah, let's run it. Yeah. Let's, run let's it. get Leela and Omar together. Like, let's yeah, yeah, let's there. do it. Um, I record everything from my gaming headset, so <laughs> you know, I need to, I need to let's upgrade. Let's have studio session time. You know what I'm let's, yeah, let's I need do to, it. I need to upgrade the 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 software and all them kind mm. of other things, so then my sound is a little bit more 3D, as it were. <laughs> um, but yeah, just in general, man, I'm here, I'm open, and I know certain things are going to land. I just don't know the timing, and I just trust in the Lord for those for those things to land. Mm. And whenever they land, then it's about like just, just giving thanks and, and actually like doing the things that I genuinely believe in, like I've, like I've touched on before, like going back into schools and mm. doing this and doing that and just, just doing things that really kind of like are acts of service rather than... Uh, things that please myself um and that for me is 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 kind of where i'm at right now and um yeah i'm just looking forward to my mind being more expanded and growing learning and yeah man just well, just bring it looking, on in it just well, bring it on i mean you know we're looking forward to all of the things going forward for black lives matter and yeah, very excited about all of the things that you've got going on and love your vibe and your energy and thank you so much for coming today thank you for it's been a while because we haven't seen each other since march yeah yeah and we had a Zoom in it on, I think. In, we had a Zoom way back, way back when, yeah, something like that. Like but um, no, I don't know. Oh, fuck knows. End of March. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, Omar, thank you so much. No, man, thank you Thank you so me. much. What a wonderful day we've had here at Theatre Delhi. Um, you know, and it all feels like family and it all feels yeah, beautiful. Man. And I'm, I'm very honoured that you would choose to actually be on part of Black Lives Matter. So thank you for that. And yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very looking forward to all the things that we have going forward. Thank you, Omar. Thank you, man. Thank you for having thank me, man. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Black ties, black ties. What do yours look like? Mine isn't formed perfectly, it's quite crimp. Mine doesn't align to a certain lineage, I'm not linear. There's white stains on the tip, 
I never understood colour but for some reason mine always felt blurred From the creams to the comedians From being treated to treatment, from privilege to providing Black ties, black ties On a windowsill there are white portraits and white landscapes No Wakanda kings, no queens of Sheba Our blackness had been poisoned by our fathers The same ones who left us See I used to stare into blues and wonder why mine was so brown I used to stare into blues and wonder why mine was so brown Brown, black ties, black ties, so where does that come from now? What part of what island of what tribe and ting are you from? I'm not sure. My tutor hit the road when I turned four. I swear I beg for teachings. Ways to dance, ways to charm. Why is this pigment different from mum? Nan, uncle, aunt, cuz, aunts-in-law, nans-in-law, what's my law? I just say Jamaica. Cause that's all I can make of it, taste of it. I just wanted to taste it. And when I did, Aunt V was the one. She wasn't family but a friend, but some friends bare blood. See, she connected mine, had my soul in a bowl. And that's when I knew blackness attached to me. That soup, to her it might have been simple but in that soup my roots rose I had it maybe once a week, other days it might have been corned beef, rice, peas, mac, cheese This was it, my blood being fed to me Ancestors in my mouth as they replenish the poison parts of my existence Can you picture it? Black ties, black ties, blackness is complex Being black is complex, I'm sorry I'm not black enough for the subject But black enough to be a subject, insect, reject you're listening to Omar Austin performing Black Ties for Black Lives Natter. Come join us for a natter. <laughs> <laughs>